Hello and welcome to episode 77 of the Evil G Podcast. I am Colin and I have Stu here with me as always. Hello. And, um, <laughs> what do we do now? I don't know, it's only been 70 odd episodes. I forgot how we did it last week. <laughs> we forgot to plan out any uh, banter. Yep, we, we just we just logged on and went, right, let's, let's wing it this week. <laughs> we are... Pants in the wind this week. There's no time for that, though, because you definitely got uh, yep. something important to talk about. I, I Le- left us waiting a week for it. Yep. I'm scared, fellas. I'm really scared. Because <laughs> um, Sonic Frontiers is really good. And oh, dear. I actually went in very pessimistic. I was, oh, this is going to be gob, I bet you, right? And, uh, you know... You go in, there's a big... I don't care what Sega say. Sega keeps saying, it's not an open world, it's an open zone. It's like, piss off, Sega, it's an open world. All right? It's an open world. Yeah, I don't know why you're trying to... Sonic games, they don't have worlds, they have zones. All right. Well, <laughs> this open, quote-unquote, zone looks awfully familiar to an open world. Let's just put it that way. And um, it actually plays really well. Um because obviously you're Sonic and it's all about speed and agility and you know just cool movement, you're just beating around this open world. Though. And the cool thing I like about it, yes, there is a map that you have to unlock, but the world doesn't stop you going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like you can batter off into a part of the map that you don't have. You just won't be able to sort of bring up your map and see where you are. But the game doesn't do that bullshit thing where it goes, oh, to get to this point, you have to unlock it and do these missions. The game just goes, nah, you can go wherever the hell you want. Uh, just good luck figuring, you know, how to get around and find stuff. And you're like, ah, but to be honest, you sort of unlock a map just by playing the game anyway. Just by running around doing mad wee side quests. So it really is a game of two halves in the fact that the open world, you're baiting around, solving puzzles and getting into freakishly good combat as well, which is something we'll talk about in a second. Um, and then inside the open world, you have these sort of big statues that, or big sort of plinths that you go to, and they give you a classic style Sonic level. So mm. that's just, you know, you're beat through the Green Hill Zone or whatever you want as quick as you can. You know, you have a couple of wee missions to do, like collect so many rings, collect the red stars, beat this time, and I think just finish the level. And that gets you your vault keys, and then your vault keys get you the chaos emeralds, yada, yada, yada. Um, so the, the the levels themselves are good fun, but I actually find myself having more fun in the open world because you don't, nothing stops you. Like cliff edges or nothing, you just nap, you beat up them. So you, you look, run vertically up cliff edges, which is the big thing <laughs> with those big sort of, Obviously, GTA is different because it's a big city, but like, you know yourself, Red Dead Redemption, there'd be times where like, you have to travel like a couple of meters in front of you, but you have to go up this bloody cliff and it'll take you God for God knows ages to get up this cliff edge. Yep. Where Sonic Frontiers just goes, yeah, there's a cliff edge there. I'll just barrel up it and that's me where I have to be. And it's like, this works so well. It's like, have Sega found their niche for 3D Sonic now? Is this it? Is this what? If the next Sonic game goes this style again, I reckon this is Sega going. Yep, we are. We're nailing this in now. We've we've we finally, after all these years, I think we found his niche, and it it just makes sense for him as well because obviously he's all about speed and movement and all that there. Um, so that's obviously the the world itself. 
the combat. I'm shocked at the combat as well because it's really fucking fun. It's clearly ripped off from Shadow of the Colossus in a bit, but I don't care because it's good. Because like I was worried at the start because you're just hammering square and the combat started off a bit like the dreaded Sonic 06. And I was like, oh no, they've gone down this road again. But as soon as you start playing the game, you start unlocking different things and there's actual combos and dodges and parries. Parries? Parries. Sonic the Hedgehog parries now. Like you can't tell me that. <laughs> no, don't, don't you be don't you be expecting fucking, you know, bullet time with, you know, Bayonetta. This is you can hold down the parry button as long as you want and you'll parry. Right. <laughs> oh, right. This even... is like this is like baby's first parry, okay? <laughs> Fair enough. However, if you do time it at the last second, you get bonus damage. So there is that way incentive to go, oh I've gotta wait, I've gotta try and get it. But even if you know if you find if you find yourself struggling to do it, you can just hold the button down and you'll still slap bullets backwards and everything. Mm. So it it plays really well and I'm really really shocked i think i've already put like 15 hours into it and i think i'm about halfway flat, through flat out on it then i have been flat out i've been really really enjoying it that so you're running around the world and you have your normal enemies you have your mini bosses and then you have your titan bosses so mm. the the mini enemies are just around the world at all the times and you'll defeat the mini bosses but if you stay in that map because there's different maps as well but so each i suppose that's how they get away with calling it zones because you mm. can teleport to different zones because one of the maps is like the the one that we've all seen where he's out in like the fields and all yeah. i'm on to the second one at the moment which is like a very deserty place and every every map has its own bosses its own enemies and stuff and so even some of the enemy things are really cool so there'll be like an enemy that sort of it'll fly backwards and you have to chase it down but eventually it'll start shooting lasers, but the lasers are almost like solid. So you can jump on the lasers to get to him quicker. And that's how you hit him. So that's why they called it open zone. Yes. Because if you say open world, you immediately expect one big map, one big map, no loading times. Yes. Uh, now, obviously it's PS5 and there is no loading times. No. Um, um, but uh, it looks fantastic as well. I know some, there are a lot of criticism going, this doesn't make sense that Sonic's running around in a very real-looking world. But it's like, you know, you, you, still, you still have your Sonic levels in there. You know, you have your crazy designs and your, you know, Green Hills-type things and your, you know, mad chemical plants and things like that. But I just think it's kind of cool seeing something like that. And don't ask me about the plot. I have no idea. I skip a lot of the cutscenes. Oh, oh, uh, oh, that's exactly what I was about to ask. I was about to be like, tell me this. What the hell's going on? Because I saw a like computer Amy. Um, uh, as far as I can tell, uh, he's been sucked into like a digital dimension. That's what's going on. So it makes it makes perfect sense that he's run around realistic worlds. Yep. Okay. It's been sucked into some sort of cyber dimension. So maybe in the world of Sonic, a cyber dimension is realistic, and that's what's weird to them. <laughs> but yeah, um, maybe this cybernetic world is actually the real world, and but to him, yeah, it's, yeah. Ah. Well, as far as I can, the only thing I know at the moment is that obviously we've got Robotnik in there. I've seen him chatting to some sort of weird digital ghost baby do woman. Do they do they call him Robotnik or do they call him Eggman? 
the ghost baby woman calls him Robotnik, and he calls himself Robotnik, and Sonic and everyone else calls him Eggman still. Okay, I guess that's the best we can hope for. They use it as an <laughs> insult to him. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say it's brilliant. Like, it has its flaws. There's still a wee bit of jank and stuff in there, and the pop-up, it seems to be a lot worse in the second map than the, I didn't really notice it much in the first map, but the pop-up is pretty bad in the second map. Um, but it's not to the point where I'm like, oh, this game's unplayable. It's just like, I I am moving that goddamn quick across this map that the game's going, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All the processors in the world can't keep up with blast processing. There you go. <laughs> so w- would you say it is a solid 7 out of 10? <clears throat> I would even go far as 7.5 to 8. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I would put it up there with Generations, and I haven't even finished it yet. I would yeah. definitely say it's one of my favorite 3D Sonic games. It's just so fun to just blast around the open world. That that's the th- I find myself just getting lost and going, where the hell am I now? Oh, I'll do a couple of these wee puzzles and unlock the map. So, it, so it is the sort of thing where you you can just beat about the place and there, there's always going to be something to do. Mm-hmm. 100%. There's I've seen- always something to do. I've seen some videos of it, and I think you mentioned this last week as well. It does smack some something awful of Breath of the Wild. That first map definitely does. <laughs> but even like the way the maps work that you unlock in the map, that you climb a tower just like Breath of the Wild, you have a oh, aye, that that happens like maybe once just per map. Like I say, every time you unlock bits of the map, the puzzle is different. So some of them will be like, you know, your classic Sonic, here's a, you have to get from A to B, like you'll, you'll press a button and another thing will unlock at the other side of the map somewhere and you'll just have to barrel across. And once you get that, that opens up a wee section of the map. You'll have ones, it's like you say, the tower that you climb, that'll unlock a section of the map. You'll have ones that are actual genuine, like, like a pinball machine. Yeah. So you have to jump, you have to jump into a giant pinball machine and set a high score and that'll unlock a bit of the map. It's, it's. Every every single one of them, uh, well, they're not all different, but there's some of them are. There's like there's ones like a rhythm game, so you know this music will start to play and you have to hit the buttons as they come up on screen, but they'll only last about maybe fifteen seconds and that'll get you a bit of the map. And then you might have bits where you have to fight a boss and that'll get you a bit of the map. So, right, well, at least they haven't just gone with the climb a tower and that's it. Oh yeah, yeah. There's it's the the towers that you do climb though. It's very Sonic style, you know, where it's all grinding rails and bouncing off springs. And, you know, it's not just, you know, climb this tower. It's mm. like, get up this tower in a platformy way. And that's the other, the platforming is very good in it as well. So, yeah, I, I was, I'm genuinely shocked how much I'm enjoying it. And I will have no problem putting a lot more hours into it. Because, like I say, the, just the beating about the world and the combat is absolutely brilliant fun. <clears> and <throat> some of the bosses will work on different abilities on you so you'll be ones it's very dodge heavy you'll have ones where you're like like i say you're sort of sprinting towards them all the time and you're having to sort of catch up with them by dodging uh you know lasers and shit but so far absolutely really really enjoy- i was gonna say absolutely loving it <laughs> maybe i don't know if that's too strong because like i said there have been times where i'm like ah god damn it ah. but then you know you're just blasting about the world again just going having fun it's not perfect but it's how- definitely a step in the right direction how's that camera Right, still a dick. Uh, <laughs> again, it really depends. See, when you're in combat with multiple enemies, it can be a bit of a pain in the arse. But when you're doing a really good, big, like big 
semi-boss or you know titan boss fight and even just beating around the world is brilliant it's when you're fighting maybe a couple of normal enemies because it does this auto lock-on thing or you can try to sem or you can try to manual lock-on the lock-ons what causes the problem more than anything mm. but the actual just flying about the world and stuff it's, it'll always when you're there's a button for like a, for boosting obviously and when you are boosting the camera will stay behind you no matter what because obviously you want to see where you're going yeah so makes sense yeah shocking the shocked at how how good it is how much i'm enjoying it and happily put more hours into it so yeah it's a definitely a thumbs up for me from song i mean when i first seen that trailer i went oh that's gonna be push and here i am now saying it's pretty good pretty damn good that's how i'll finish it pretty damn good i could see this getting a a sequel if any of these Sonic mm. games were going to get like a direct sequel. Cause I I don't know how the the Sonic story go- carries over between games or if it does it all. Or I don't think it really does. I wouldn't <laughs> say it does. Characters carry over, but stories don't. I guess. But um, and well, that's the one good thing as well. They've definitely sort of they've trimmed the fat on the characters. <clears throat> no shadows. No shadows. No or, rouges. No. Or- crocodiles oh definitely no silver i think they actually make fun of him in one of the cutscenes. um the only part the only person i'm shocked they say i forgot i forgot they say this you can't have an open world game without a fishing mini game yeah i suppose do you remember the big fat cat i i know of the big fat cat yeah i don't know why the big fat cat is there but he's there and he teaches you to fish i done the mini game once and went i don't have to do this and i won't do this goodbye <laughs> i think that is an actual uh fan favorite character i i don't know why i don't get it <laughs> i don't get it do you know, the cat. Big, i was gonna say do you know what his name is big the cat uh, just doing my head on what his name was there so, you, you even yeah. said big fat cat ah, God, I got, uh, <laughs> big fat cat big the cat uh, but yeah really good game so far really enjoying it um and the other one I've been playing because this snuck up on me. I didn't think this was coming out so soon. I thought this was coming out maybe next year. Uh, that hot new, excuse me, that hot new game Among Us in VR. Oh, and it is fucking fun. Um, it it is literally what you would expect it to be. Like if you know Among Us, just imagine playing it in first person. Um, which also means when you're doing your tasks. You know, you don't have that nice sort of top-down view so you can see behind you. You're having to do your tasks and then you'll turn around and someone will just come tearing at you with a knife in their hands and gut you. So, can you fight can back? I... No, no, no. That's a long <laughs> There's not a fight back. You can try and run for your life. But, um, so the, the big change it though is uh, you can actually talk with microphones. Hmm. Not a fan of that, to be honest. No. <laughs> Thankfully, the other there's two modes. There's microphone and there's just quick chat. I play quick chat because I cannot listen to other people. Because m- the biggest problem is you can talk even during the game, which I uh, think is like uh, to me that spoils the whole premise of Among Us. You know, yeah, because pe- people would be discussing and pointing out things at that point. We are only supposed to do that when someone calls yep. a meeting. Exactly. As soon as I was playing it, because I didn't realize there was a second mode, because I was like, oh, fuck, man, am I going to have to put up with all these? I, I think I'm one of the oldest people playing Among Us. That's what I learned. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what I learned very fucking quickly. Um, but there was one there was one dude 
and he done a task and I had to do the same task and he started shouting at me going, hey, hey, I just done that task and I normally have my microphone mute. So I literally went into my options and unmuted my microphone and I I was, I don't know why I was so angry, but it was all, you might want to learn the fucking rules of this game before you go accusing everybody. <laughs> Jesus. And then, he, and then he was all like, what do you mean? I was like, any people can have the different tasks. And then of course it was the initial, oh, I'm going to make fun of of your accent and i was like oh fuck you oh uh, jesus christ all uh, right so i was like nah nah fuck this so what i ended up doing initially was you can thankfully turn the the chat down volume wise mm. and just mute yourself but then obviously they're all talking you've no idea what's being said you know idea and i noticed more than uh, more than many many occasions because i wasn't talking they booted me out first even though i wasn't the imposter I was like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? And then I realized, I was like, ah, oh, there's quick chat only games. Went in, brilliant. Best way of doing it. Everyone just uses like a wee type thing during the meetings. And that's how Among Us is. So it's just doing your tasks in VR. You know, being the imposter in VR is brilliant, crack as well, especially when you have to open the, the vents and try and climb in as quick as you can before <laughs> people see you and all. Brilliant, eh? Because you'll try, you'll try and flip them up and you're trying to climb in and all. It's like, oh, it's... Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> Maybe a bit harder than it is in the VR <laughs> version. Just press a wee button and you're in that vent. No, no, not anymore. You have to climb it. I don't know. Well, I some of some of the, the things I've got away with have been fantastic. Like there was a, a just quick story. We were all in the elect the electric room. Of course, I thought right, we're all in here anyway. So I killed the lights. There's a whole group of us mm -hmm. all doing the same task, and I just killed right in front of everybody. But because we were all that clumped together, nobody knew who did it. <laughs> so I was blaming everybody. <laughs> going, oh no, I was, I was, I was leaving the room when this happened. So it definitely wasn't me. You know, obviously I can see perfect because I'm the imposter and I killed the lights. But <laughs> managed to win the never. Yeah, but that's uh, fun wee game, and it's definitely it's actually pretty cheap. I'm shocked at all the size of it. It's only a hundred and hundred and twenty meg in size, and three ninety nine. I thought they had ripped a hole out of it, thinking, you know, because of the popularity of the game and all, and being VR and all. Nope. $3.99 and $120 meg. Well worth the, the price of admission. If you enjoy Among Us and you have a VR headset, well, the no-brainer. Is that just on, well, we're using a meta quest? <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> it's, I'm pretty sure it's on everything, and it's full cross-play between all VR headsets. Because as we've discussed many times, you need that in the VR world because the player base isn't the biggest as it is. Um, I I haven't played any. No, I think <laughs> nothing new at all. <laughs> nothing, not. I've been playing uh, a lot more Harvestella. Um, ah uh, yes. Because yeah, I think that's that's sort of got its hooks in me at the moment. <laughs> really enjoying it. I've done all the the stuff where, uh, basically you're going through uh the main story you're like there there's these four fairies for wind water air or wind and earth <clears throat> and they get your farm like properly going you need to do like uh this unlocks all the the main sort of settlements in in the game as well but you need to go around and do like the first big main mission um it, it's three different parts and you're getting one of the fairies so that then gives you all the the upgrade paths for for your farm so well on their way with that now got mm. it extended a couple of times um i can make jam and mayonnaise <laughs> and cheese 
And then go fight monsters. And then I go out and try and stop the world from being destroyed. So, so I was, well, we have to go here and save this. Now he's like, how long I'm water me plants? Because I'll forget if I don't do it now. <laughs> I'll forget if I don't. Time management is uh, the, a big part of the game, though, because you do, like, you only have so many hours in the day. Your cartridge gets up yeah. at like half six and then basically have to be in bed by midnight. Um, and also, if, you, if you're if you like out in a dungeon or whatever, after 10, you get a, a debuff because you're tired. Ah. Uh, so, yeah, you're, um, you, you sort of have to balance out right, what needs done on the farm and then leaving yourself enough time to get to the place where the the missions are, are going on and then uh, um, you can warp instantly back. That's that's handy. Oh, nice. You can always warp instantly home from anywhere. So if it's like uh, you're about to, it's about to hit midnight and do the pass out thing, um, you can just sort of, there's an item that will instantly teleport you home, which is handy. Very uh, handy. Uh, unlocked a... It's, it's not really a mount, just a thing that lets you move quickly around the map as well, so you can get to the further away places in less time. So, like, definitely, it's like the the time management mechanic is a is a big big part of it. But if you really want to, you can just sit in formal. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, do you have to? I suppose that's the main. I'm guessing, sorry, the main story is the action part, not the farm farm part. But you never know yep. what I say. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very much as it's like the what's going on with the weird time tra- travely stuff and uh, why does everything why does this red mist appear uh, every so often and kill all the plants? Something to do with all these big uh, crystals that are in each corner of the world and represent a different season. Uh, yeah, so it's. Um, it's it's weird. You read the, like the, the fairies are supposed to be like the keepers of the like they look after these crystal things, which we still don't know what the nature of them are. Um, <clears throat> and you go to each one and solve the problem that is happening there at the time. Uh, and then this fairy shows up, and you're like, right, work on my farm now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, it's just fun to play it's it's really chill game like uh, even the, the combat there's nothing too too intense um that sounds very so. familiar to uh something i was playing so there you go <laughs> yes yeah, so it is just one of those chill games same sonic um yeah so i say i'll probably keep plugging on at that for a while um that's on the switch isn't it it is on the switch i, I have it on steam though oh you got it on the pc <clears throat> not sure how it runs on the switch I like, seen the price that you see on the Switch, and I was like, oh, Jesus, uh, maybe not. <laughs> How much? On the Nintendo store, they were looking 60 lids for it. Oh, right. Why, why is it more expensive than the Steam version? But everything is, I have noticed. In, right? in, I know, in, I know in, we're going to go off on a small tangent here. Go for it. Do you remember you were telling me about that game you were playing that's basically the Resi 4 case, and you put the items in? Yes. Right. Yep. On everything. Save room. On everything. Save room, that's the game. That is three ninety nine. Hmm. Unless it. you're on the Switch. Much is on there. Seven ninety nine. Hi! Why is it double the price? <laughs> I don't know. Uh Streets of Rage four is twenty quid on everything. It's twenty five on the Switch. Hmm. I, if- I don't get why so anything on the Nintendo store has to be up that wee bit. It doesn't have to. Well, aye, but 
It call, is though. I don't get it. I don't get it. We call that Nintendo tax. <laughs> I wonder if if uh, any of that's likely to change now that they technically have a a competitor in in that uh, portable market. Like a oh yeah, the Steam Deck. Yeah, you know, the Steam Deck has been selling really really well. Yeah, apparently it's really impressive to use as well. Yeah, everyone loves them. Um, so, uh, and if you already have Steam, you already have a bunch of games on it, so you're exactly. laughing. And also can get games for half the price then. <laughs> That's all thing with Nintendo. Nothing goes on sale, ever. Well, they'll put all the push of the day on sale. Oh, they, won't put any, they won't put the big guns on sale. Look at our fucking shovelware sale. <laughs> <laughs> Shove that up your arse. I'll never put any of the big guns on sale. Like, so, I've had my Switch now for about a year. And every so often, I will go into the store and just have a wee nosy. The likes of Smash Brothers or Mario Odyssey or, you know, Mario Kart or any of that, never, ever on sale. I mean, Breath of the Wild is a five-year-old game. And, and they still want the full price. Still still full price. I, I, guess, I guess they don't have to. Yeah, it's true. Like, Mario Kart's still consistently in top 10 selling lists every month so how the fuck no- does everyone just not own that by now well that was my thinking because i know that mario odyssey has sold 23 million copies or something right mm. and i'm guessing that's just everyone that owns a switch has mario odyssey because yeah mike mike you mario odyssey all right I, I don't actually I, I don't actually have it but you know i was looking at it and i was like oh that looks pretty good but I was thinking about this. I was like, because like, you know yourself, there's games you can get on everything. And when it's on everything, you always look at the Switch version and go, mm, no. So yep. the only reason you go to Switch is for the first party games. So they know it's like, I if you want to play this game, you're going nowhere else to us. So no, we're not dropping our price. <laughs> You've nowhere else to go. Well, that, that, they do have that. You, you literally have nowhere else to go. Um, I guess that's why Sony's shit's seventy pound as well. You know, they know people will pay it. Um, yeah, but there is a oh, uh, right. So straight off the bat, there isn't anywhere else to go, I suppose. But things have been coming out. Oh wait, things. yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, the Sony stuff's even starting. I'd, I'd love for Nintendo to do that, but that's never happening. Never, unless you do other things. But it would be cool to play Metroid Dread at sixty frames a second. Mm. It would be cool to play some of my Nintendo games on a big screen. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I, I, yours doesn't. Yeah, I, lo- I love the Switch and all, but there are games sometimes I'm like, oh, this would look class on a big screen. <laughs> so I, I looked up it. There's 114.33 million Switches out there. Oh, okay. And 48.41 million copies of Mario Kart 8. Wow, that's a lot of players. That's probably why you've never any problems getting a game. That's, uh, I'm one of those people that doesn't have it because I bought it on the Wii U because, yes, I bought a Wii U. Oh, okay. I regret nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I got to play Xenoblade Chronicles X. So there there was tons of good games on the Wii U because like one came out on the Switch after. Yeah, true. And people were just put off by... Like, what the fuck is this thing? Like, why is the controller so big and have a screen? I only ever played a Wii U a handful of times. It was always when I was running at my mates, and we'd always play, you know that wee party game that came with it? It was like, one of you uses the 
the controller and the other four are on the screen and these are doing something like you know like luigi's mansion where you have to like yeah, find yeah, yeah. The things like that that was the only game i ever played but jesus <laughs> we had some correct playing that thing yeah the only other thing i've been playing this week is uh forza horizon 5 again <laughs> but i actually do, i've been doing something new um so I, i've been i've been trying i started trying to look into tuning and stuff trying to understand what any of it is to do it myself or the actual tuning tuning yeah like putting oh. parts in your car and and then no making adjustments to those parts you know camber mm. fucking bump rate shit like that um and then i find an app that does it for you so there <laughs> yeah i find there's a um app uh i think it's forza tune um on your phone it'll let you put in some details of your car you know it's power how many rpm is maximum rpm it's weight uh it's drivetrain all like just stuff you get off the screen and then it'll spit you it's the best settings um okay. and you know you can adjust it where it's like I'm going to be driving this on the road or it's going to be dirt or this is going to be a drift car or whatever. So, you know, adjust according. Um, yeah. Forza's really good. <laughs> like, they, they constantly add stuff to it. Like, you want to see how to do a live game right. That's that's how you do it. Um, I went and got the DLC for it as well. The the Hot Wheels stuff. Oh, class. Which is a bit crazy. Uh, so you, you're like transported up into the sky where there's all these hot wheel tracks with loops and shit all over the place and water slides <laughs> it is a bit crazy that's a that's a racing game that knows how to have fun though mm, definitely yeah let's say we get into news then mm. um yeah, i suppose if they start with some sad news uh, uh this week kevin conroy passed away if you don't know who Kevin Conroy is, get out. Just leave. <laughs> uh, so Kevin Conroy most famously is the voice of Batman yep. in nearly everything in the last 30 years. That's how long he's been doing it. That's crazy to think. Yeah. He started uh, Batman, the animated series. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he, he has voiced him in most things, um, like the the Arkham games. That's yeah, he done the, he done the Arkham's, he done the Injustices, uh, he done all those animated three, movies. Oh, those animated man! I I still think to this day, Mask of the Phantasm will go down as one of the greatest Batman films ever. I, I just I, I thought that was perfection. That one. Don't know if I've seen that. I haven't seen a lot of the animated i used to watch the show a lot oh as a kid, of course yeah. we did that was, i think that was definitely our generation's saturday morning thing was the batman cartoon mm. was that danny elfman done the music for that show as well i don't know if it was actually him i'm guessing they just you know used based it off aye, uh, aye. <clears throat> of his batman and batman returns soundtrack but he was he was only 66 so he was 66 yeah i think he fell ill i think it was he battling cancer or something to see it says here sure. a, a short sickness um, yeah he'll go down as like especially people our age would you say like there's always people gonna say oh who's the best batman and they'll always argue between like <clears throat> michael keaton or you know christian bale and all the rest of it and my answer is always always has been mm-hmm. and always will be kevin conroy kevin yep. conroy is batman 100 <laughs> percent kevin Con- like i said this uh, i the, 
that would have been my answer to the question before he passed away as well. It's always oh, like, yeah, who's yep, the yep. best Batman? It's Kevin Conroy. Yep. And Mark Hamill is the best Joker. Uh, he actually put out a, a really nice tribute for him. Uh, it was I choked up when I was reading <laughs> it, so I did. But uh, he, he says himself he he, he hadn't spoken to him in a while, um, but he he had he kept it very private. So he was just absolutely shocked when he heard it because apparently they had plans to do another animated film. Because obviously the right. last animated film they did was. They done the killing joke together because that was obviously their big, big bucket list one they always wanted to do. Yeah, but they, they, I think they had plans to do another one. I think they were gonna do was it the actual Arkham Asylum comic? I think they were gonna try and do that as an animated film. Sad. Did they ever do uh, Long Halloween? They'd done that in a two-parter, but I don't know if it was Kevin Conroy. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, check. Nah, <clears throat> it wasn't Kevin Conroy. I don't know why you. Anyone bought him? Yeah, the guy they got to do him was actually, you know, um, Soldier Boy from season three of The Boys. Yeah. He was doing Batman. Huh. But yeah, yeah, yeah Connor is definitely an uh, eye for me. That's, that, that is Batman. And that, yeah. that's, that had to be, I imagine that was probably my first exposure to Batman. I think so as well. I think I seen the cartoons even before I seen the films. Yeah, I definitely did. I, because uh, I always just love the opening, the, the, where there's the two guys getting away from the bike, and for some funny reason, I always wondered this, but I always wondered how they ended up in the roof if they've robbed a bank. But they ended up <laughs> on the roof, and Batman comes down, just Do beats his snap out of him. Do you not see them running up a fire escape to the roof? No, I can't really remember. Or have I just made that up? You see them running from Sutton and there's like a police car chasing them because it's all very noir, black and white and all. Mm. But then you see them obviously just tied up in the in the alleyway and then he f- jumps off and away he goes and you're like, class. Uh, shocking to hear, but I must actually sit down sometime this week as a wee thing and actually sit down and watch Mask of Phantasm again. Although the series actually has aged pretty well as well. I actually was watching that up until a couple of years ago. Some of the episodes you're sort of looking and going, is this really for Wayne's? <laughs> and we're pretty grim. Like any anything involved Clayface was really dark. Yeah, uh, yeah. I must watch it uh, through again. That's Warner Brothers, so that would be on Paramount. Oh, a lot of moved because it? it used used to be all on Amazon Prime. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. Who I don't know who owns what these days. Uh, it's true. Um. Right. On to the next thing. Um. So. From Batman to Superman, this this is a bit crazy. Eh? Um, so I think it was last month, uh, as I struggled to fold story. There we go. Um, so this uh, developer by the name of Tyson Butler uh, Boshma, don't know if I'm saying that right. He he put out. Uh, he's messing around with uh, Unreal Engine Five. Um, and, ah, right. And right. U- using that uh, city uh, that they did for the they used for the the Matrix demo, mm-hmm. um, which you could fly about and all, and he decided to like use a lot of you know f- free assets off the uh, Unreal Engine store and that, and put together this this demo uh, of a what a Superman game could be like in in that. Um, I remember that because I thought I thought something was actually going on uh, yeah. with. Superman. 
I have to admit, you have it on the, the list here, uh, behind peek behind the curtains. Stolen Superman demo, and I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I do actually remember this this thing, right? Yes, 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 right, yeah. yes. So please, please continue. It's in April. He put he put it out on itch.io uh, for free. You can download it, uh, play it, whatever. It was like, ah, here's what a Superman game could potentially. Um, so at the start of November, this then popped up on Steam, uh, being sold by a company called Hero Game Studios, very original boys, mm. uh, charging $11 for it, calling it uh, Hero City <laughs> Superman Edition. Good God, these guys have no fucking originality. <laughs> they just... They just Looked at what they were looking at, and that was the words that they used yep. for the title. Uh, so yeah, this, this was being sold for eleven dollars on Steam. Um, people tweeted at him uh, and that say, "Hey, your things up here being sold? What's going on there?" Um, and he was like, "Them took to the Steam forums to try and warn people." He bought the game so he could leave a review. <laughs> warning people uh and he he's like says he played it uh to confirm that it was actually his work and he found the it has the opening level that he made that has a message from him explaining players what they were about to go into what the demo was and gives them two options of two doors to walk through and that's all still in there um they didn't even edit it. They just, just downloaded this. Fucking fired fired it up. Up there, right? How did this get through? I mean, does, does Steam not have some type of um, uh, uh, like process nah. where things nah. are checked? Have you seen Steam? Yeah, I know. What am I on about? <laughs> it does have a event process, but I'm pretty sure a wild lot of it is uh, automated. Yeah, has to be, because you're absolutely right. Some of the things that get through that. I, I mean, uh, do we really need Hentai Puzzle 16? Whatever the fuck. I know. But, Fair enough. I mistake. <laughs> um, the, the crazy thing is, is like, he was getting this all out there, uh, public, um, and uh, the guys that are selling this actually came back say, claiming that the game's not stolen that he isn't actually a former dev who had left and is just jealous because of the sales are going up and wants a piece of it. Um, yeah, it's fucking nuts. Uh, two weeks later, eventually, he gets it taken down. Um, but yeah, like, you raise a very good point. How the fuck did that happen in the first place? I know. Come on. What the hell? I, uh, it's like, What happened? What uh, If you bought this... Do you get a refund? I would like to bloody well think so. Does does Steam or, or Valve take all the money back? This yeah, it's um it's a bit it's a bit bit of a crazy one now. Um, yeah, especially like I get that it's the Unreal Engine and the and the city's already taken from the Matrix and all that there. Hmm. But this dude obviously sat and worked on this. Yeah, but but the city the city is an asset that you can use. Yeah. It's in the store. It's free anyway. Uh, like the, the the all of Unreal Engine is free. Uh, uh, Epic will only take money once your game starts to earn a certain amount. They'll they'll take a cut then. Um, uh, but like he like the guy that made this wasn't doing anything on toward. He was like using 
the assets that were part of the engine um, did some of his own stuff, putting Superman that in there and decided to put it out for free because this was just him messing about. Uh, these weirdos come along. Um, maybe this idea, if you see something that looks a bit suspect in the Steam, try looking it up in HIO to see if there is anything that looks very, very similar. That's a good point. I bet there's a lot of shit like that, though. You get a lot of asset flippy stuff. Yeah, and then you obviously you get a lot of shovelware. Boys seeing something being popular and going, right, we'll do a pig's ear version of that and we'll call it a similar name. Mm, yeah, that, that definitely happens. You wonder how like stuff gets on the, the new and trending list as well. There's something on there now that's just the Bible. And it says what a game. Psych- psychological horror. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and a female protagonist? <laughs> what the fuck is this? A digital recreation of the Bible in kinetic novel form? It is just the Bible! Or is there something more to this? Is this one of those ARG type things? Could be. First review. <laughs> First review just says, I hope they add multiplayer soon. Right. What the f- Um, moving on. Uh, so, is Sony doing NFTs? It's looking like it. <clears throat> and you didn't trust this fucking PlayStation Stars or whatever you call it. Ah, did you get automatically signed up for that? Yeah, I did not. I, I, <laughs> I didn't agree to that shit either. Is there you buy a game, we'll give you uh, points. Fuck off. Aye. It's like, no, and go away. Did uh, you unlock these stupid wee, uh, like, I don't know, digital models and all. And the mm. moment I seen it, I went, oh, Christ, I know where this, this is heading. Oh, oh. Yeah. When this was announced, Sony made a fucking point and all just to go, hey, this isn't going to be NFTs, don't worry. It's like, all right, okay, that puts our mind at ease. And now they're going, oh, uh, maybe maybe we'll do NFTs. And you're like, can you not see the amount of negative reaction this always gets? Like, nobody's making money off NFTs these days. So just to be clear, they haven't announced anything that they're doing. So mm. this was a patent um, that was filed for tracking unique in-game digital assets using tokens on a distributed ledger, which is a blockchain. Mm-hmm. Um, individuals often find it meaningful to own or use unique physical items related to respected celebrities or activities. Yes, physical isn't a thing. <laughs> In tradition, traditional video games, multiple instances of the same in-game item exist within the same copy of the video game and or within different copies of video game. These different instances of the same in-game item are traditionally fungible and they are indistinguishable from one another. Yes, because they are literal copies. Like you putting this weird number next to them in the background does not change that. Uh, yeah, so the, this is um, a patent... It looks like Sony's looking at us in some way. This may turn out to be nothing. We can only hope. hope. Um, but yes, they're going to end up like, oh, your PlayStation Stars loyalty thing is going to be NFTs now. Oh, that's, that's the thing. Is like They can do that, but no one wants to no one wants to sell. Or, well, certainly want to sell, but no one wants to buy these things. No. So you're not going to... That's like forcing people into NFTs, though. It's like, I, it's just, but you're not paying for it. It's just part of your account. But, uh, you know, 
people try and want to buy things off you and plus we're gonna have to have all this blockchain technology which you know we're we're doing this for your benefit and you're like hey fuck off you are see if, if they did it like that though definitely wouldn't make sense because like everyone on playstation platform would be earning them anyway and if everyone yeah. can earn them why would you buy them uh, somebody said like an insane achievement thing that you can't do but you really want this stupid digital item that's the only reason to do what i know i know but they're sad digital collectors out there Wait, these days are, are you gonna leave your playstation 5 on with it on the screen just sitting <laughs> there and uh have people over in the back why is your playstation on hi so if i land around to yours and you're doing that i'm taking your playstation <laughs> off you you have my permission to throw my playstation through my own front window no i'll just take it home with me oh okay <laughs> Ruin a perfectly good PlayStation. Don't go crazy. Okay. <laughs> I just give you permission to smash a window and you turned it down. You really are the sensible one. <laughs> yeah, so that that's a go away NFTs. Yeah, we'll yeah. see where this leads, but it's looking it's looking sus. It's looking very sus. Well, hopefully Square Enix will go out of business and then that'll be the end of it. <laughs> that'll teach everyone. That's the lesson everyone has to learn. Someone has to fuck up real bad. Yep. Maybe that's Sony's plan as well. It's like, oh, then we'll buy Square Enix. Jesus, imagine that. Fuck. Maybe that's what the plan is. Genius. For Square <laughs> no, I mean the Square Enix plan. They're like, we want to sell this company. Ah. But it's right. worth too much. Mm. Let's tank it a bit by doing stupid things. Maybe. <laughs> Fuck. Oh. If, if Final Fantasy sixteen is the biggest load of pish, then you know that's exactly what they're at. It looks wild boring. It does look it looks so fucking boring. It's like, this isn't Final Fantasy. This is some generic ass fantasy. Right. Right, they call it that generic fantasy. Because like, <laughs> Final Fantasy's always always had like a wee bit of a sci fi tinge to it. Maybe not mm-hmm. the really early ones, but uh, to me, it's a, it just, just seems really boring and just, yeah, your standard fantasy type stuff. Um, so speaking of the weird business shit and Sony, um, so we talked about this before, <laughs> may as well check back, you know. The COD bollocks continues. COD bollocks <laughs> does continue. We all know Microsoft's trying, trying to buy Activision, we all know Sony's doing everything within their power to stop them. Um, so there's been loads of antitrust organizations and many different companies looking into it saying, will this make an unfair, give Microsoft an unfair advantage in this marketplace that Sony has a massive advantage in. Um, and everyone that's looked at it so far has gone, nah, this is fine. Now with the, the UK and the EU, um, I I think Sony's slipping money into Tory's pockets, quite frankly. <laughs> that's the first thing. And then um, the EU, I don't know, they look into everything, so that's, that's just their thing. Um... But yeah, F- Phil Spencer has been trying his fucking damnedest to make it clear that he will keep putting Call of Duty out on PlayStation for as long as there's a PlayStation. Um, and Jim Ryan of Sony is being, no. <laughs> so much, much it amounts to. Um, so he, he was, uh, uh, Phil Spencer, that is, was on a podcast uh, being interviewed. Uh, and he said, <laughs> this is getting a wee bit 
like you can feel that this is maybe a wee bit catty it's like it's not about at some point i pull the rug underneath playstation 7's legs <laughs> and it's uh you just don't write that con the contract long enough there's no contract that could be written that says forever um the the idea that we would write a contract that says the the word forever and it was a little bit silly and to make it longer term commitment that Sony would be comfortable with regulators would be comfortable with I have no issue with that at all yeah this uh, like Sony are being a bit fucking I um like, does COD still sell I suppose it does this was this new one quick is the quickest ever to reach one billion freaking... yeah this year's been a good year for them. Um, yeah, which yes, people we, still do love the modern warfare name, don't they? Which is kind of looks like it's it's slightly changing their tune on there will be no annual one next year. <laughs> mm. Um, yeah, but that's that's how Activision operates. You know, can't can't do anything for the long term. It's all about now. Um, the the guy hosting the podcast did um make a good point, and he's like, uh, d- you know. You could theoretically make Game Pass available on PlayStation and say, oh, you can play Call of Duty in the cloud. Um, but it did fair play to him. He said, uh, native Call of Duty on PlayStation, not link them having to carry Game Pass or streaming. If they want the stream version of Call of Duty, we could do that as well, just like we do on our own consoles. He's, he sounds a bit done with this shit. Uh, he's just like, <laughs> I just want this shit to get over with. He yeah. obviously still wants to go through with it, but he's just like, Sony, go on, realize that you know, you're still going to get your fucking Call of Duty. Yeah. They, they want forever, but, like, what if what if they want to stop making Call of Duty altogether at some point? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, imagine. Oh, imagine this was the master plan. <laughs> They'll keep saying, aye, we'll keep making them as long as there's a PlayStation, and then they go, we're not making Call of Duty anymore. <laughs> we're now making uh, something of Valor or, or <laughs> like, it's basically Call of Duty, but they've changed the name. <laughs> Today's warfare. Yep. <laughs> Today's warfare. Contemporary warfare. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> oh. Contemporary shoot bangs. <laughs> that would be I'd, I'd, that, that would be funny. That actually would be very, very funny <laughs> if that was the master plan. I uh, probably should have spoke about this when you were talking about Sonic, but let's bring it back to oh, Sonic yeah. again. <laughs> and always happy to bring it back to Sonic. There, there's not. It just like confirms what you were saying. Um, it, Sonic has beat its all-time concurrent uh, player count on Steam, uh, beating out Sonic Mania. Um, wow! By a good bit. Uh, so Sonic Mania topped off at 11,937. This has done 19,181. Um, and imagine that one of the big things that's doing the business here for it is I would say, you're probably going to hate this, but it probably is streamers picking this up and going, hey, this this doesn't shit the bed. <laughs> and people are like, oh, fuck. Better go play it. Um yeah, it's it's doing well. Maybe they, they uh, as you mentioned, might get a bit of stability to that series. And I just, I don't want them to get too excited. Don't get too excited, Sega. Just stay calm. You've got a good thing going. Don't fuck it up, okay? <laughs> don't fuck it up. Who are you talking to here? I know, I know. Well, Sue, so here's a good job for you then. What's you should this? you should apply for this. Sega is hiring. An associate manager of Sonic Lore. 
Madden review. What do you know about Sonic? He's blue. And uh, his brother's Luigi. <laughs> Goes real fast. Yep. Um, I thought I, that, that one Sonic lore gotta go fast. Be. Yep. I mean, I, 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 this will obviously be for all these, like, real, you know, anorak people who, you know, are able to tell you exactly all the mad stuff about Sonic that I can't even think about because to me it's just a computer game, but to some people it's a lot more. Um, no, I don't think I'll go near that job. I can see the type of person who'll get that job, and <laughs> he won't be the type of fun person you want to hang around. I know, you get to, like, decide what is and isn't, and then get rid of all those shitty characters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine that. Yeah, so this is, they break, get uh, some sort of uh, consistency <laughs> with its different uh, media. Let's say, like, uh, make the the Sonic the Hedgehog universe more meaningfully collect, uh, connected, because everything has to be extended universes these days. Thanks, comic books. You yep. did this. You can't even blame comic books. It's just thanks, Marvel. Ah, DC did it as well. Christ, oh, they, Crisis they... on Infinite Earths? Come on. I'm, I mean, even before the movies, I mean, going back to where the comics oh, were yeah. doing this shit in the 80s, confusing the fuck out of everybody. 2000 AD never did that, though. Um, no. I don't... No, Dread is actually still one big timeline. Yeah. Uh, but uh, two, 2080 is sort of thing was like, it's a, a, what do you call it? It's like a digest, not a digest. Well, it's like, it works the same way with manga. It comes out weekly and it'll have like a bunch of different stories. Yeah, true, true, true. Yes. Which couldn't, can then possibly spin out into their own books if popular enough, such as Dread. Dread. Uh, he started off like a couple of pages a week mm. in 2080. Yeah, and uh, Slanya. Um, that's the only two I can. I think uh, Rogue Trooper started that way as well. Yep, yep, you're right. I've only ever read a wee bit of Rogue Trooper. Sorry, I know this is a bit of a tangent again. We're good at that. You just like blue guys. <laughs> it was his gun I liked. Fucking <laughs> talking gun. Uh, Control's getting a sequel. We know nothing about it, but Control's getting a sequel. Hmm. You should play. I know, I know, I know. I have it in my library, ready to go at some stage. It's so fucking good. I've heard it's really good. Kind of X Five Z SCP type weird stuff, and then a bit of Max Payne thrown in. Class, good shit. Um, and it seems like they're going to be making. No, it seems like they are. Next year, we're going to have more Games Master mm -hmm. in a, um, on digital first series streaming. I don't know. It'll be all. I don't know. Does that mean it's just straight to YouTube? Or they'll put it on their, you know, Channel 4, they have their own streaming service. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'll be on that, probably. Hi, hi. Mm. I thought that last series was exactly what it should have been. Yeah. It was cheesy and silly and, you know. Which is what Games man, Master was. Your man was brilliant. Uh, By Rab. Hi. Fantastic. There's no uh, word if he'll be back for this or if Trevor McDonald will, will be back. Um, though even though Grado. <laughs> That's sure. that, was the that was the best thing he ever did was Games Master. <laughs> I uh, completely changed my mind on him. I, I just did not understand. And then, like, which is stupid, because, like, I love Danhausen, and they're definitely in the same wheelhouse. I, would, oh, I, I, I don't know what it is. I just couldn't get behind him in the wrestling <laughs> business. 
But I absolutely loved him on Games Master. He was fucking amazing on Games Master. I think it's because he was doing like the deadpan thing. I think um, that just worked really well. For is him. that not just his wrestling gimmick though? No, no, no. When he was an impact, he was like this like retired clown or something. <laughs> uh um, then in the ring he just oh it was not good. Sorry. I know we're uh, going into wrestling early. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, Battlefield 42 is going to Game Pass after about a year out in the wild. Uh, no surprise there. If they want people Battle- to play this thing. Apparently Battlefield 1 is the highest uh, player base at the moment. Yeah, strange one that. That's a good game though. I, I f- know it got the the 5 fucking shit when it came out. Everyone was, oh their screen's no good, Battlefield 4 is better. And then when Battlefield 5 came out, everyone was, oh Battlefield 1's better. And then obviously when 2042 came out, oh, Battlefield 5's better. Yeah, <laughs> but that time everyone was like, aye, oh, it is. <laughs> right. You're right this time, sorry. Right. 2042's right. a mess. <laughs> like it's right. a year in and it's still not really. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, one, I always enjoyed one. There was, I loved that, that map, had the big mad train on it that would explode and all. Oh, wow. Brilliant. Loved it. But, um. <laughs> That's still got the highest player base at the moment. Between, it's, I don't know if they take just Steam or they take everything, but apparently Battlefield One's like, and not even just by like a small margin, it's way up there. I feel bad for those people that bought the ultimate. Because what were you supposed to? Well, no. What do you get? You got was it four battle passes worth of stuff? And um, yeah, I think it was on the first one. Just now it's going. But does that just mean you get? Do you get everything in the battle pass, or do you still have to play through the battle pass? <laughs> well, to bet you have to play through it, and I bet you get some. Ah, you get double XP or some shit. Um, and finally, uh, I find this funny. We we haven't spoken about this yet, ever, because uh, we don't play Destiny. But uh, basically, uh, the rundown of this: Bungie sued this crowd for making uh, cheat software for Destiny, because they are saying, you yeah, reverse-engineered that from our code. Our code's in that, so we're uh-huh. suing you. And it's like, it, it was a way for them to take down cheaters. Yep. Um, the, the fuckers had the audacity to file a countersuit, um, <laughs> saying that uh, Bungie illegally accessed their computer. Or, oh, oh shit, where's, where's the actual... Oh, the... <laughs> They access their computers via clandestine surveillance. Fuck me. Um, they have lost that suit uh, because they were basing... The, they, they said that there was... So during uh, the stage in the suit, uh, it's called... Oh, what do you call it again? It's the part where they're all gathering the... Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, discovery, the discovery phase of a lawsuit. So both sides, both the lawyers will gather all their documents, they'll request documents from the other side and get all your stuff in a row. Now they're saying the proof that Bungie did this was relied on a document that uh, was produced during the discovery, but they couldn't say what the document is or produce it or what was on the document that actually proved that they did this in the first place. Um, so there you go. No, I uh, they can get fucked too because they they were selling Destiny two hacks package, which asked people to pay thirty five pound a month. That would give them cheats for Destiny two, which is an online game as PvP and uh, is also free to play. And you got yeah. people paying thirty five pound a month to win. I guess yeah. 
Uh, fucking mad. I mean, how sad and weird and desperate do you have to be to pay money to win the, the online game? Mm, not even in a way the the game allows. Because <laughs> like, uh, I I don't understand the the cheating. But I don't know. People just want to see their name at the top of that leaderboard. Doesn't matter how it got there. So desperate to just win a game like I, I I'll never understand it. Hey. Maybe, maybe you know what I I do know. When I was younger, I was very competitive in my gaming. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I ever went to the extent to cheat online to win. Because why would you feel any kind of good about that if you did? Yeah, knowing that you've cheated, and you can't even do the, the whole. Oh, he's doing it to troll. It's like no, he's paying thirty-five quid for a free-to-play game. Yeah, he's, he's not trolling. He's trolling, but he is trolling. He trolled the fucking self. <laughs> He worked himself into a shoot. Yep. <laughs> um, but no, I just, I don't get this. Like, there's obviously people who will find glitches and exploit glitches, which is pretty shitty as well. But they've just found a problem with the game and they're exploiting it. Actually going and paying someone money month by month just so you can win. That's the saddest fucking shit I've ever heard. And I am so glad these cunts lost their quote unquote counter suit. <laughs> it's madness. I don't know. But spend your money somewhere else. Buy, I don't even know what the fucking things in the game are called. Oh yeah, that, there's like a, a, there's a fucking currency. Engrams or some shit. Buy that. Uh, doesn't, ma- buy does, doesn't make you any better at the game. But, you know. Buy another game that you maybe can win at or something. You obviously suck at Destiny if you have to <laughs> cheat. So we'll go out and buy a different game. Shall we move on to wrestling then? So, AW last week. What happened? Quite a bit. So we got that uh, that tournament underway. Yes, and I remember last week we were talking about the Kingston and Ethan Page match. And that kind of went as I expected. Ethan Page winning? Yes. Although I would have liked to have seen him just beat him clean. Obviously there was a wee bit of shenanigans. Just a wee bit. A wee bit. Although the finish... How fucking strong is Ethan? Page, I man? I was a wee bit scared there for a second because it's like I I thought that uh, Eddie had taken his feet off the turnbuckle like a mm. before Page was ready. So like like mm. that's him doing off the second rope his finisher. The I'm just gonna call it the Razor's Edge because <laughs> that's what it is. That's yep. Eagle's Edge. Um, yeah, and him, he's lifting Eddie up, but he, he gets him up, arms locked out, and um, yep. then when he was actually doing it, safe as hell. Uh, he he does that move really safe for yep. for what is a, a crucifix power bomb where you're throwing a guy where his leg uh, is over. You're holding the guy behind your back, throwing him over your head, and he's going backwards, not seeing where he's going. Uh, he does it as safe as you can possibly do. Uh, he, he is fantastic. I could maybe see him going on to win this. Well, he's got some competition. So mm. we had Roosh and Bandito in his first... Uh, this is his first match since being signed, isn't it? Yep. Straight into this tournament. Um, fucking Roosh beat the absolute fucking piss out of him. Holy <laughs> 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 shit. Roosh beats the piss out of everybody. <laughs> I still, to this day, can't believe when Roosh was signed, it was, oh, Jesus, he's going to be a problem. Oh, Jesus. He's professional as fuck so yes. I think he's been real good he puts Bandito over here Bandito gets the roll up going into the second half um, this is this will be a good way to 
uh, highlight him and be like, look at this guy can do. Um, is he Ethan Page next? No, he's on the other side, isn't he? Uh, no, no. Is he in the same bracket? No, he's the same bracket. I. He's the same bracket because it was then Cage and we, what do you call him? We uh, uh, Dante. Where we Dante? Where we Dante got murdered. But Cage is then going to have to go, because this is this has obviously a bit of history to it. Cage is obviously going to, I reckon Ricky Starks is winning. You're going to have Cage and Starks again. Mm. 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 We got a history there. Who's going to win that one? Although they could shock us and have an archer beat him. I don't know. But <laughs> I don't think so. The, the, if you get Say if you get down to that final four, that makes us kind of hard to call, even at this stage, because you could potentially... I think Brian Cage is probably the most outside chance. Yes. But the other three, because Ethan Page, seem, they seem to be pushing him at the minute. Bandito's new, and we know uh, how Tony Khan feels about new people. Yep. Um... And Starks as well, getting a big push at the moment. So, who who would you take? Or who do you, who do you think? I guess you would take any of them, like, but... I really would, but I think just because of how little exposure he has had since he's got here, I'd love to see Ethan Page get it. He deserves a big match. Yeah, so does Starks, but yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, but at least Starks has been able to... Like, Starks has had things to do. You know, he had the whole team pass thing and all that there like ethan page has kind of done nothing he done that he done that we think we um with dan lambert and all but mm. he was sort of still in the background because it was just dan lambert yeah chatting. and now uh, even then they were kind of just foils for you know big baby darby. faces every I'm... time darby and sting um yeah ethan page i that's that's who i think it would be uh we are getting jungle boy versus luchasaurus in a salad steel cage that's, I think that's going to be a showstopper that much. Yeah, that could be special. Yep. Um, so we had Jungle Boy come out and face-to-face with Luchasaurus and Christian and challenge him. He said he was stacking the odds against himself. Yep. But this is this is a good sort of cage build-up. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's one of those things like, I need to, this needs to be in a cage because Christian Cage is never going to, you know, just let it be and yep. so so we need to he, he's always going to get involved so let's let's do this inside the cage and of course uh, it's an AEW cage so no escaping yep no escaping I like that they do that it's different uh, it's mm. uh, it's it's better to, to be uh, do something that's a bit different now I'm pretty sure it was that's like old WCW rules didn't have an escape rule uh, escape rules were always a WWE thing I think it's been a long time since I've obviously I don't really remember many cage matches from WCW, but you could be right. I do remember they had that stupid triple sale at one stage. I'm talking not late nineties. Talk. <laughs> talking dusty Aye. and you know, that that sort of shit. <clears throat> uh, yeah, that that wonder what will that be the blow off to that? Uh, here's the more important question on that. Does Luchasaurus turn back? Will he redeem himself somehow? Uh, if somehow Christian gets involved, maybe. Like if, if Luchasaurus, like if the Luchasaurus is about to lose this match and Jungle Boy's fought his ass off to get him and then Christian starts fucking with him, Luchasaurus could be like, nah, he had me beat and this is it. This is the, the road to redemption. Hmm. 
you never know. But I, 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 I do love the, the whole fantasy booking thing, but I have no idea where this could go because I do enjoy the heel Luchasaurus, him just wrecking boys. Um, yeah, but it's always fun having him with Jungle Boy. Okay, so this Jeff Jarrett. Uh, so, so this all played out in what? What, what was the match? Even it was, it Tr- was Trent Bretter versus uh, versus Jay. Jay Lethal. Yep, this all happened. We'll uh, point out we got a good Satnam Singh spot, but it was just like uh, Orange Cassidy bouncing off him. Yeah, that was pretty good. That's kind of his thing. <laughs> the week before, Darby did it as well. Um, that's all he can do: stand there, do nothing. Yep, he's. Just a tree trunk. It was uh, maybe I'm getting mixed up. Uh, I remember Darby did it last week, but I think you might be right. I think someone may have dived at him this week, and again he didn't move. It seems um, to be his thing. Maybe thinking a lot, but anyway, um, it's confusing because of the best friends being sort of doing multiple things at once. Because yes. right, so is the factory part of Jeff Jarrett's thing? I, d- I don't know. So because that's. Uh, Orange Cassie was defending his all that title against Lee Johnson. Yes. So he's part of the factory. And then also that guy, what was his name? The Connors something? Ah, uh, Cole Carter. Cole Carter, that's him. So he's part of the factory. Yes. But then he was pretending to be Sting. Yes. Um, And then he got, he got fucked up by... Yeah. by the best friends um, and then it was on Rampage then we had Trent Beretta versus Jay Lethal which is like the best friends again but then I don't know if this is all connected is that all one feud or is there two separate feuds with the factory And it all seems a little bit confusing um, <laughs> contrived <laughs> yeah and then Jared obviously done another promo which was very awkward yeah I don't uh, know if the, the crowd just weren't into it or, like, people are just wondering, why is Jeff Jarrett here? Yeah, he's all like, ah, oh, over a million views. Uh, it's like, it's like ah, oh, that's because everyone's like, no fucking way. Uh, <laughs> that old bastard isn't back, is he? <clears throat> so he did say uh, the reason he is in AEW, uh, when a friend calls, a friend shows up. Uh, and he showed up to put a plan together. Is he referring to Lethal? I think so. Him and Lethal go back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they were in Flick, Flick Rares last yep. match. <laughs> yes. Flick Rare. That famous 18-time world champion, Flick Rare. Flick Rare. He, he took the pin, um, and then he has challenged... Sting and Darby Allen to a match. Stu, oh. I, I, I want to, <laughs> I, I want to see Sting win this time. Yeah, this is my worry. This, this, <laughs> this Jeff Jarrett's gonna win. I know this is the one time we want Sting to win, and he won't fucking do it. Yeah, Darby will take the pin. Aye, right. you have to keep Sting protected. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> like I never thought I would say those words. Sting better not, or Sting better win, but now it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, it's Jeff Jarrett. Oh, oh for God's sake. Yeah, that's that's going to be a match at uh, full gear. There is no need for that match. That match does not, like, this card, you already know, it's going to be like five hours fucking long, uh, yep. and you just don't want to be seeing Jeff Jarrett in the middle of no, that. You don't. There's no need for Jeff Jarrett in the middle of all that. I can't. <laughs> he's, he's had his time. 
and <laughs> I thought I was done with Jeff Jarrett when he left TNA. <laughs> but no, he keeps coming back. I'm surprised he's not into crypto. Oh, I bet he's into something. Jeff Jarrett, NFTs. Oh, I'm guaranteed. Old slap now. Um, Jade and Nyla. Yes. We get that eventually. Um, yeah, I think that's happening in full gear now. Yeah. So, <laughs> Nyla still has the belt. Um, she had a match. Against the jobber. Against the jobber. Um, she ripped the jobber apart. Doing all Jade's moves better than Jade. <laughs> she really did. <laughs> She landed all those moves better than Jade does them. Um, yeah, then she ran away. <laughs> oh no! Her run, she... makes, her, makes, her run makes me laugh though, because she's obviously she's very good at over exaggerating everything, and she does like she does that real big sort of comedy run. You know, like when the cartoon characters trying to run, but they're on the spot because they're on oil. That's what she looks like she's doing, and it just makes me laugh. Yeah, um, she she got kicked in the face on on Rampage because cause Jade, does Jade have her title back then? No, she. I don't think she got a hold of it. Is that not when she was all annoyed at Kira Hogan for not getting a hold of it? I think that was the week before when uh, Kira was uh, sneaking up behind Nyla. All right, and then Nyla cracked her. You're right. <laughs> I guess she hasn't got it yet. Then. Um, yeah. So, Saraya and Britt, we finally got our face to face promo. Um, mm. we got a very emotional promo out of uh, Soraya. Um, I thought that I thought that like despite how the, the problems with this whole thing overshadowing a lot of other things, that it was a very good promo. Um, mm. I Brett doing the the usual um uh yeah superstar coming thinking just waltz in here and then Soraya being like you do do you do not know what you're talking about goes through all the stuff she did before WWE um, and then tells everyone that she is cleared to wrestle. We'll be getting Soraya versus Britt Baker at, at full gear uh, and she plants Britt with her, I don't know what she's calling that finisher now, it was called the page turner. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Don't know what it's called now. Do you have high hopes for this match? I th- the match will probably be good. It well, it's fucking- it fucking better be after all the overshadowing it's doing. See if this overshadows everything and this match is meh or push. I'll be like, right, get the fuck Soraya and Brit. Get the fuck off my TV if you put on a fucking C plus match after overshadowing the title. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, Ring Rust is a thing. I guess we'll find out if, if she can still go. Um, and for Brit to have a good match, she does need a good opponent. Yep, she you know that. she ain't carrying uh, anything, any, anybody. Um, and from that on to what is probably the third string uh, woman's angle that's going at the minute, uh, the, the, the the world title? Yeah. It's mad that the world title is playing second fiddle to the TBS and the Brit Soraya thing. third fiddle. They haven't even got to turn on the fiddle. Mm. It, and to make matters worse, they have the two people in the match have so much history, like yeah. tons of it in Japan. Um, there's so much they could play off. This deserves a bigger storyline. And what do you th- do? You think does does Hater win and take it off Storm? Do we have Brit get involved and cost Hater causing friction there in that breakup? That means with them have Brit twice in the one pay per view and. 
She'd be surprised. She's got herself in the middle of everything again. She'll probably win the TBS title before the event's over. How? <laughs> Just Who knows? Runs in and comes, I don't know. Comes in with the MGF's chip. I stole this. I, I, the thing is, I think because this match feels like such in the back burner, mm. you could change the title, and I don't know if anyone would even notice at the minute. Here's the thing: I the, these two know what they're capable of. They they could go out and steal the whole show, and they will definitely put on the best women's match. I think. I reckon so. Uh, um, and that's that's the best we can hope for. Worst build, best potential match. That, that's mm. that's. All I can that say, is but best way of putting that worst build, best match. It's such a shame. Mm. You know, like constantly waiting for it to to turn a corner, but it never seems to. Uh, so Jericho Appreciation Society and Blackpool Combat Club. Um, I'm not sure exactly what this is because since they've already done blood, and- but we did have uh, Jake Hager getting in Claudio's ear. All right. Uh, calling back to their old WWE history as real Americans. Is that I want to say they were called. Which, looking at th- through like you know hindsight, yeah, well, probably not the best. But um, yeah, Cla- Claudius, surely not. You never know if there's all this infighting in the Blackpool Combat Club. He might go, ah, fuck these guys are all fighting with each other. That could be your story. Then Hager could finally go, I want to, actually, I don't want to stay in JAS either. Let's mean you just form a tag team and go kick some <laughs> people's asses. What do you think of the the hat? <laughs> <laughs> he loves that hat. He does love that hat. Do you know the one thing I will say about Hager? You see his comedy stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think he means to be as funny as he is, but he can be absolutely, like, do you remember, I'll always, I can't, I think it was when he was, when uh, Jericho was feuding with Mox before he lost the title. And at one point, everyone's baiting shit out of Mox, and Hager jumps into the ring and looks right at the camera and just does this big stupid thumbs up on his smile. <laughs> he just looks like this huge big goof, but he's clearly doing it on purpose because in behind him, smiling and giving a thumbs up, his entire crew is beating the shit out of John Moxley. <laughs> and it just, it was fucking amazing. I was like, okay, this fucker can be funny. And I think that he's doing the same thing with a hat. If you touch his hat, he murders you. So yeah. I, I think he's. Like, I don't know if it'll be an entire gimmick, but it's it's giving him something to do. I guess. Yeah. I think that's when he's used best when he is when Jr. is building him up and you're supposed to take him seriously. It's like oh, sleepy time. <laughs> Jr. He's not. He's, he's he's not an upstart anymore. He's in his forties. Do you, Do you want to talk about your conspiracy theory for Rampage? That you told me about yesterday? Oh, jeez. I'm convinced, man. Right. Right. So anyone who watches AEW, if you uh, watch Rampage, or if you watched Rampage, just go back to the main event, which was the All-Atlantic title match between Orange Cassidy and uh, young, what's his face? Big Shotty uh, Lee Johnson. Big Shotty Lee Johnson. Thank you. There is a point when all the shenanigans start to happen in the match because obviously it's an orange cassidy match you get shenanigans and you have the entire factory and the best friends and dan housing out there so yes there are some shenanigans and when the shenanigans kicked off you could clearly tell tony shivani's lines shall we say were recorded afterwards and put over the top and i believe this was done because a certain crazy old man was probably going absolutely nuts and they thought, right, we can't have this on the show. 
let's re-record something here. And by the time the shenanigans had calmed down, then we were back to normal commentary. Hmm. Mysterious. Although, also during that match, QT Marshall signed his, signed his own death warrant. Oh, yeah. He started Dan Housen. He piledrived Dan Housen on the steps. Aye, that looked nasty. Yeah. <laughs> he's a dead man. He's a fucking dead it's, man. He actually, like, like, it was almost as if Dan Housen was angry. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It could be very evil, very evil. Very evil. You're going to get your teeth out. That's <laughs> Was that promo as well? I'll rip your teeth out. <laughs> it's like, oh Jesus, calm down. We could actually get teeth. <laughs> I reckon this could lead to a cool buy-in match because obviously QT and Dan Housen had a great match on Dark, but QT mm. literally had to cheat to beat him. Yeah, and was he spoiled Dan Housen's Halloween because of it? Yeah. So it could lead to a buy-in because they're obviously not going to put it on the pay-per-view because yeah. God forbid. JR has to fucking commentate a Danhausen match where Danhausen might actually win. I don't, I don't ever I, I don't ever want to hear JR call Danhausen. No, because do you know what I would love? Because <laughs> you know what I want? I want the tequila dance at some point. <laughs> yeah, he would not put up with that shit. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. They would have to record over the top of a live pay per view somewhere or just hold down his cough button. You'd have to have some boy coming up behind him with a fucking. Chloroform soaker eye, drag, <laughs> just drag him out. Just, uh, uh, but anyway, I reckon that's what this could lead to, though, is a cool sort of buy-in match between uh, Cass or Dan Housen and QT Marshall. Sorry, that, that, that I know with a sort of span off from the conspiracy theory. I know I love that's what we're calling it now is my conspiracy theory. But I do. <laughs> but if you go back and you can listen to it, you can clearly tell Shivani's lines are pre-recorded lines, but over the top of it. Uh, so we we had a interesting promo with Pac and Death Triangle. Uh, Pac was like, "Wait, have to defend our trios titles any means necessary," and he has his hammer there that he <laughs> makes pretty obvious. His hammer's so small. It's a ring bell hammer. Why didn't they just give him like he's Pac? Why doesn't he just use a big proper claw hammer? You can't hide that. <laughs> That's hard, true. hard to <laughs> cover up. So they, they don't have opponents for full gear, do they? No, they don't yet. Hmm. We have two trios potentially returning at full gear. Oof. Two fucking massive trios. So yeah, we've been seeing the promos for the Elite. Got another one of those, which was very countdown-y with lots of gears and stuff. Pretty much saying, hey, we're back at full gear. Um, That's a full fucking pay-per-view cycle they missed. Yep. For That's fuck's crazy. sake. Uh, and another guy we haven't seen since the last pay-per-view, uh, Malachi mm. Black, with the rest of the, the House of Black. Uh, we're getting those pretty exciting promos from them as well. Man, those VTs are fucking amazing. Mm. They're, they're... I, loved, I loved the way they did it. It was... Um, so Brody came out of the ground. He rose from dust. Uh, Buddy rose from the water. And mm. then Malachi comes out of the smoke. And you're just like... Oh, you guys are gonna take zero shit when you come. Back. Uh, I hope they do. So fucking metal. It is <laughs> just the, right. way, the only way I can describe it. Um, I love that shit, and I would like them to follow through with the booking this time. Yep. I would even go like if Julia is feeling confident, I would even have her do something as well. Like a match. Yeah, like a no, not not at the pay per view, but if you're building up the House of Black. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah right. You've got to have her go after someone. Yeah. And just torture them. It would be 
like I did, let's say if if we do the whole mystery opponent um, trios, if nothing if nothing happens tomorrow night or, or Friday to hint at it, you could get like give those guys such a fucking good entrance, and you know Malachi Black's got some ideas for entrances. Yep. They already have the coolest entrance in wrestling. And they, they could do it better. They have, they have the coolest entrance, and they have some of the best entrance music. Mm. So, um, I, I like. So uh, you've got you've got Death Triangle. will take on anyone at the pay per view. Who would you actually rather them have? The Elite or the House of Black? I would rather them the House of Black do the trio stuff. I want the Elite to go one third further. I want the Elite to just fucking hijack the show at some point. I want them to wreck the place. Yeah. I want them to bring Tony Khan out in the ring and give him a one-winged angel. Fuck, imagine and a, that. And a super kick party. The fucking fans would love it. <laughs> they, <laughs> they would, I. Oh. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like, uh, wait, Tony Khan is like, hey, wrestling just uh, just lost its final boss, its main villain. Uh, mm. And now we're looking at you. Wait, <laughs> 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 so we can't hit Triple H. He's done nothing wrong. Nope. Um, yeah. Uh, the elite should do something something big. Not not just go in. It's like give us our titles back. It's great for uh, like if if we have House Black come in and they have history with Death Triangle. Mm-hmm. They they feuded with them. Just come in. Not not squash and white but they'll have a great match and, and just take those titles off them. Would be. Well, like- your big story there will obviously be the you could end up the death triangle losing because Pac isn't hmm. agreeing with his two tag partners as well. Yeah, um, and then the elite, the elite need to do something bigger beyond a match. They they need to they need to wreck some shit. See, my only thinking is right. Do you like say MJF wins the title, right? Mm-hmm. And you keep him face. Imagine he beats Mox clean. Do you then have the elite come down and just empty the absolute shit out of MJF? So just but- as, as we're getting into the uh, world title picture, um, have you noticed that uh, MJF had that he was on a podcast or, or something? It was a fucking great thing he did. Yep, and he made reference to all his moments have been overshadowed by something. Yep, and he's 100% right as well. And he, he's making reference to every big moment he's had there's been something else there this is just going to be another big moment ruined by something else for him i think that that's that's that they could do it before he even gets to win the title they could just i don't like does that hurt your title too much has the title been through too much bullshit for them to come down and interrupt the middle of the title match Mm, i do you give a great match and then you empty your champion or do you have something happen during the match but maybe also that that's what needs to happen is like this is this is bigger than titles and as like the elites had had enough of this fucking bullshit yep we created this we can destroy it fuck you ah the thing is though would the fans boo them or would they just be so happy to see them back to cheer no i'd cheer i would too (laughs) i was an elite fan before i was an AEW fan i'll put it that way besides heel elite is the best elite yes they are um yeah, uh, Moxley had a promo there as well. Um, yes, it was there. very good. As well. It was was a good promo. Um, getting dangerous. I enjoyed the fact he told the story when he was chatting to Regal about being a young, arrogant wee boy, getting mm. battered, then coming back and winning. And he's all, "I beat MJF two years ago, but now he's come round again." Hmm. Mm. I wonder is history going to repeat itself? Yeah. 
Yeah, so one more, one more dynamite, one more rampage, a couple of things like we don't, do we don't really know what the tag match is going to be, do we? No. Bunch of teams in that. Um, we don't know what's going on with that. Well, we had Joe attack Wardlow. That's right. Uh, and yeah, Wardlow well, was running. It was I. Will Hobbs <laughs> came out as all like, ah, finally a worthy challenger. And Joe was like, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, triple threat for the TNT title. That'd be good. Three uh, just huge trucks. Um, I'm still watching WWE. Yes. Uh, I can, right? I can confidently say that SmackDown is definitely the better show, and I don't think I'm being controversial with that at all. It's just tighter, better stuff happening, with the exception of maybe the women's division as well. Right. Um. So. We SmackDown had a fucking amazing tag match. You should just go watch this because the stakes were the highest that you could ever get in terms of what was going on with the titles. Um, and they gave them 20 plus minutes and the the, the use of uh, the close calls, false finishes, whatever you want to call them. Uh, these guys had the fans in the palm of their hands uh, and this was the New Day challenging the Usos for the uh, undisputed tag titles who is the champs Usos and right. so New Day are the longest reigning ever tag champs the Usos New Day oh uh, it's uh, Kofi and Xavier because uh, Xavier because uh, Biggie broke his neck Oh, that's right. Does he still? I'm yeah, a, he he still may never wrestle again. So yeah. Uh, so the Usos are coming up on this record. So Friday, SmackDown's on a Friday. On the Monday, I think is when they would break the record, and they had no other matches booked. So it was down to this: whoever wins this match was would be the longest running champion in WWE history, tag champion. Nice. And they, they made they made it worthwhile. Put it on first too, uh, but Jesus Christ, they, yeah, they made it feel like a big deal. Um, <clears throat> they've started this uh, SmackDown World Cup thing as well. Okay. Which is a tournament, which is not very. That's not very Vince. He doesn't like tournaments. Uh. Um, but it's basically they're having a bunch of wrestlers from different different countries um, compete to win this World Cup. It's an actual cup they have, uh, and whoever wins that like, gets a shot at uh, Gunther's IC title, which he has made oh, a big deal. That is a cool idea, though. Rather than just getting a shot at the big belt, it's you know a mm. World Cup, so you're fighting for the Intercontinental title. That, see, I like that. That's see, pretty cool. The, the big belt on Reigns is so... Reigns... Oh, Jesus Christ, how do you talk about Reigns? I'll talk about guys improve so fucking much. He is just this... He is this unclimbable mountain in WWE at the minute. He is the thing that cannot be fucking conquered. He's a, like, over two year reign uh, with both the main titles and no one can stop him. It's got, whoever beats him, I hope they don't fuck it up because you could really make someone. Um, and it, yeah, Cody makes sense. I was uh, going to say, you still reckon it's Cody then? I still think so. I, I still think so. I think he'll be a surprise at the, the Rumble. Um, but I was just going to mention that in this World Cup, um, there, there was two matches. So they had uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. He lost to Santos Escobar. Lucha oh. type. Yeah, do you know him? King, King Cuerno. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. King Cuerno. Um, He's fucking amazing. Yeah, this match is it's just all right. 
Um, honestly, I think uh, Nakamura's best days are behind him. Used to be amazing so much. Now, the other match was a squash match, and it was Braun Strowman versus Jinder Mahal. Oh, Jinder, knock him out there. There was a couple things of this. Right, so it's a tournament. The brackets are or- should already be known. Jinder mm-hmm. is cutting a promo standing beside the trophy. For a start, he nearly knocks the fucking thing over with his hand waving. I find that quite funny. Uh, and he is just talking some balls like, I was WWE champion, I'm going to th- blah, blah, blah. And then Braun's music cut the- starts up um, and he looks all shocked. He's like, did you not even look at who you were up against in the bracket? Seriously? <laughs> you deserve this. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so you really liked the Viking Raiders when we showed the, remember you watched one of their matches NXT yes. matches down in mind you thought these guys were really cool and then they yep. went up to the main roster and they called them the Viking experience or whatever and it was just nothing because Vince doesn't get it Yep. well there's two groups feuding at the minute Hit Row and uh, Legado de, uh, Del Fantasma that's uh, those group um, <clears throat> so the two women in those groups uh, B-Fab and Selena Vega was a match all great um about to have the match, uh, and then the Viking Raiders show up. Now, they've been doing promos with uh, Sarah Logan, except you weren't supposed to know it was Sarah Logan, because it was like a skull thing and all. But she's joined the Viking Raiders, which is a really good match for her, because she was always like wild woman type thing, so I make her a Viking. They just got in the ring and knocked shit out of both factions. <laughs> like, all of them. Class. Um... Yeah, they, they might be getting a, a bit of a shot in the arm. A well-deserved uh, push. Yeah, it'll be good to, they have, like... You know, they're building that tag division up really well. Mm. It's like, uh, so let's start introducing more team. Because um, just with the, the length of Reigns the champions have at the minute, um, the same with Reigns uh, himself, uh, like, it, it just adds to those titles and makes them more important. Like I said, Reigns is just fucking unstoppable, but as uh his faction around him as well so good mm. and what else um now we're coming up to survivor series which is going to be war games i'm actually kind of looking forward to this because war games are the ones nxt have done are good so on one side the the men's war games match is going to be the bloodline which is um uso reigns and the other guy whose name i can't remember they're going to be taking on uh the brawling brutes uh, which is Seamus um, and, and his group, along with uh, Drew McIntyre. Uh, so that's going to be stiff. Aye. And then they had the, uh, on the women's, uh, on Raw, they've been feuding um, Bailey, Io Shirai, or Io Sky, and girl, I can't remember where, I've been feuding with uh, Asuka, um, Alexa Bliss, and... Oh shit! What do you call their champion? Bianca Belair. Um, so on Bailey's side, they've also got um, Nikki. Nikki, what's her face? Masking you like you would know. But anyway, they've already got four, uh, and they approached um, Mia Yim to join their team as well. But obviously, you know where this was going. She come came uh-huh. out, came, came out, confront them in the ring. Uh, I picked my side, so you've got four on each side there as well. So. You'll have that woman's uh, war games match, but yeah. So yeah, the, I'm definitely enjoying the WWE stuff. The one thing I still, still, and I guess it's it's a minor complaint is the the whole way it's it's presented 
as it doesn't feel like competition, doesn't feel like a sport. Whereas things yeah. like New Japan and AEW do. Still too clean. Yeah. And like the big the big LED boards ever everywhere, like the stage is just a big massive LED. And then when the show start, it's just blank. It's just a big grey thing. <laughs> and um and the, the thing I noticed, and this is something WWE's always done, is so many of their matches in the show are booked there and then. From our point of view watching, it's like, oh, I bumped into you backstage, let's have a match. And then they have the match. It's like, what had you originally planned for that 10 minutes? <laughs> and I swear in, in other wrestling promotions, it's like, no, here's the card. Now that card may change and matches change live, uh, but it mm. still is like, oh no, this two-hour show or this whatever length of our show, all those minutes are accounted for from the start. Um, so, like that just makes sense. It doesn't. It it for some reason doesn't make sense to me. Where it's like, why why would there be room for impromptu matches if we're supposed mm. to you know immerse ourselves in this being a real thing? But it's it's minor fucking nitpick. Like it doesn't bother me that much. Where I was like, you know, you put on a good match and I'm happy. Yeah, <laughs> same. <clears throat> right. Uh, well, that's that's about that. That's all I. You got anything else? Nah. Like I said, I've just been happily watching the AEW week on week, and it, I know I'm just looking forward to seeing the the. I think when the the elite come back and things, you know, get back on, shall we say, full track, and we can leave the all the fucking drama behind us again. Because obviously they're still sort of lingering because the yeah, the, uh, the the stank of that has not left. <laughs> it's still airing the place out. Yeah. So hopefully when the Elite come back at full gear, that's when, you know, f- things feel like they're normal again. Because I think that is the thing without... Obviously Kenny was gone for nearly a year, but you still had the Bucks and stuff. You know, you still had somebody there. Mm-hmm. So, But hopefully things start... It's not that it hasn't felt normal. It's just you know that... You know, there's a feeling that something isn't 100% right. Yeah, yet. something's missing. Yeah. Something's and it missing. is them. Yeah. And we're fucked if they ever actually leave. Because <laughs> <I know. laughs> it'll always just feel like that. And I don't think it would ever get used to it. It's just not the same no. without them there. Can't take the E out of AEW. No. Never can. But we're going to head on here. Um, and we will be back again next Tuesday. See you then.